This is the Out of Time Film Podcast, where your hosts, Tom and John, discuss everything from blockbuster films to TV and games like there's no tomorrow. Hello and welcome to the Out of Time Film Podcast. My name is Tom and as always I'm joined with my co-host John and this week we are Hello. talking about Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. Yes, this is one of the films that we thought we might not do on the part. There's so many films out, you know, there's a lot of anticipation, you know, with these film releases this year. And as I said before in the John Wick episode where we haven't talked about it and it came out earlier this year. As well with Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves. So this was very sad because there's a lot of films that have been delayed because of the writer's strike and they had to strike as well. So please support them as well because yeah, there's absolutely. a lot of films that have been delayed by uh, cause of that. It's generally crazy how many movies we had earlier this year because I was thinking last night, I rewatched this movie, Dungeons and Dragons, that is, and I was thinking to myself, wow, this is so great. Why wasn't it? as popular as it kind of yeah. deserved to be and i realized that kind of this is around the same time as we had john wick we had creed we had shazam we had wow. even ant-man would have still been at the cinemas and then guardians of the galaxy and fast x came out we were eating we were we were eating. eating as good as this movie was it didn't really stand a chance with a lot of no. the other because i really enjoy this movie and if same. it came out yeah. now if it was like a september release or an october release i think this would do a lot better than it did yeah, because, oh my god, whoever who's organizing... Wait, is it is Mission Impossible in the same production as Dungeons & Dragons? Yes, Paramount, it's, they're, right? both, they're, both, they're both yeah, Paramount. Whoever yeah. at Paramount is planning to do these releases, what the heck? What have they been doing this entire time to go, mm, yes, we shall put it in between these really big films. That's happened twice now. That's happened twice. It's happened more than twice because I'm pretty sure that Transformers was Paramount and I'm pretty sure that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was also Paramount. These are like movies that could do really, really well, but they keep on sandwiching them between much, much bigger movies. It is absolutely insane whoever's planning that and it's like, oh, they're not going to get the profit. They're not going to get the attention that this film deserves. Like Dungeons & Dragons, this is a great film. Yes, so full spoilers ahead for anyone who hasn't seen it dungeons and dragons honor among thieves briefly explain the plot for those who don't know okay a charming thief and a band of unlikely adventurers embark on an epic quest to retrieve a long lost relic but their charming adventure goes dangerously awry when they run afoul of the wrong people very nice so i saw this film when it came out and then i rewatched it last night what did you think i forgot how funny it was this film is so funny like it lands on really good timing with its opening as well jonathan the whole jonathan sequence (laughs) it was just so good it was so well made like it was just chris pine telling his backstory which is really good as well like it's short and snappy you know you're trying to get into this film you're getting to know about these characters and there's this whole jonathan sketch that just keeps popping up over and over again in the opening it's like where's jonathan because he needs jonathan to escape which we figure out why he needs to escape from this and we find out that jonathan's a bird and he (laughs) they just get these jonathan to fly out which is just so funny i just love that opening yeah oh yes it's so so good because the whole time you know you get what is a pretty standard backstory and this framing device where we get to know Mm. the characters through the backstory 
And you get to learn so much about Chris Pine's character and Michelle Rodriguez's character just there. And there are so many funny bits where he's like, I feel like this would be so much better if Jonathan was here. When's he coming? <laughs> it's like you get that beautiful delivery. And yeah. I also love how that joke comes back at the end with Hugh Grant when he's <laughs> doing the same thing. And he's like, I feel like this has all come from my mother. And then he tries to do the same trick trying to jump out the window but it doesn't work because the window has been bricked over i just think that kind of stuff is really great and that reveal of jonathan as this huge eagle creature was so funny and (laughs) it goes into the i just think this movie is so well made the practical effects oh yeah and the locations in this movie they are on point point. it's incredible yeah i I completely agree with the special effects and that goes so well but the practical effects really really outshine you know with the makeup with the weapons and you know with the costumes as well and it was just so immersive you know you were into the story and it's interesting how this is like dnd you know like dungeon and dragons like this is a completely new universe where you know this is some video games or you know in tabletop games you know this is Dungeons and Dragons and what was really good that you went as lost you know into this universe like he was telling you you were this character you were going to the story and it was just so immersive like that's how the film really clicked to me did you ever play Dungeons and Dragons no I used to play it when I was like 11 right when I joined high school I I did not know this okay tell me tell me yes me. (laughs) me and another friend of mine we made a Dungeons and Dragons club for people to come to and it was like the nerdiest meetup of people ever that is we put movie. we made these posters on microsoft word <laughs> and we had like put them all around the school and i remember like teachers being like you can't put these just like on the wall and we were like oh okay but we then got so many people like i got bullied so hard because of this dungeons and dragons Oh, Club. that's the reason why. Oh, well, it's it, it, no. it's it's one of the reasons why. Oh, one of and, the. Oh. yeah. Like just immediately, I was like, "Hmm, how am I gonna make myself unlikable immediately?" I know, I'll make a Dungeons and Dragons club. <laughs> but I tell you what, playing that game, it made this movie so much fun because it felt like a Dungeons and Dragons campaign. Every time, yeah. like, there's this fantastic moment when Chris Pine and Michelle Rodriguez are about to get their heads cut off and Michelle Rodriguez takes a piece of brick from the floor and uses it and she starts to like beat up all the guards and Chris Pine starts to like try and like <laughs> cut off his ropes around his wrists <laughs> on the stairs and the whole time while she's beating up these guys, he's there just like... <laughs> just trying to get it off and you just know that she rolled a 20 and he rolled like a three in that moment it felt like a D campaign like there are so many yeah. moments where things go yeah. wrong and where like the characters all just felt like a D group you know playing yeah. like that that was just felt so authentic yeah, I agree. Like, I never played a D&D game before, but there are some elements into video games that I played, which is called RPGs. So RPGs are role-playing games, and they just completely immerse you into the stories. But there was a game that came out this year called Baldur's Gate 3, which is like a D&D game. So it's interesting how there's a whole completely different world of D&D. So... Yeah, I mean, Stranger Things, I think that really popularized that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it did. It kind of brought it back. I remember that in the 80s, in the story in season four, D&D was seen as this demonic thing in the 80s. Mm. 
I know that we've gone off the tangent about that, but D&D, yes, honor <laughs> among thieves. I just yeah. love that. I loved how it felt like you're playing a Dungeons & Dragons campaign and, you know, you've got all the different moving pieces. You've got a thief, you've got a warrior, you've got a magician, you've got a druid. Like, that all really works. And I think it may be too soon for me to put my criticisms in, but it feels like appropriate. My kind of big criticism about the movie is that we didn't get enough of some of them. Like, Sophia Lillis as the druid in the middle of the movie, she really just kind of takes a back seat. She doesn't really have an arc and her ability yeah. to transform into different animals doesn't really come up as much as it should, especially in the middle. And same with Hugh Grant. Like, I think a movie like Paddington 2 proved that Hugh Grant as the villain is the recipe for success. So the fact that his villain didn't really have a whole lot to do and didn't really leave an impression... Like, they could have done a lot more with him, and I feel yeah. they should have. And I hope that we see a sequel, because I don't think Hugh Grant will come back, but to have the other four and to develop them a bit more, or the other five, I yeah. guess, if you include Chris Pine's daughter, I would really hope that those things would be able to be developed further, because they were a really good emotional center for the movie. Yeah, I felt like there was some lacking character development. There was one character that, what was his name? Zeng? And I'm looking at Who? the... Yeah, this is a character that I couldn't get his name, but I'm looking at the Google cast list. You know the guy that he appears in the middle of the story and he goes off? Oh, yes, yes. The the kind of, the night dude. Yeah, the night dude. You know, he was, I think he's immortal. Yeah, I think he's immortal. Yes. Oh, he was, he was so great. I love how he has no sense of humor. And there's one bit where I think Michelle Rodriguez is like, he's such a son of a bitch. And the guy says, ah, so you blame his mother. And it was just like really, really funny. <laughs> he was just so funny. And like at the end, like when he's walking away, he goes straight over the boulder and Chris Pine's like, oh, is he going to, oh yeah, okay. And also when he appears in the flashback, and he's kind of like coming in angelically or when he saves like the baby tiger human thing from the fish's mouth oh like, yeah he had so much charisma he's like a giga chat he's like he comes in he saves he has no explanation he leaves he doesn't elaborate <laughs> Yeah, basically, like, and he had a really good action scene. Like, the action in this movie is also really, it's also, really great. It's so good. Like, the choreography is just authentic as well. They didn't make it as confusing, or you know, there's a lot of camera angles that they want to make it as cartoonish. But no, they really, really nailed the choreography of the fight scenes as well. So it was a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, and it was also really well shot. Like, there was a lot of continuous shots that I thought were great. There's a really, really sweet one at the end when they're all fighting the witch and the camera is kind of spinning around them as they all fire their different attacks and all get hit and the witch is in the middle and they're all running at her and there's magic and there's weapons and like you know there's animals and like it all really really works and there's also a really really great sequence where the druid is doing some recon on the tower and she's become different animals and as oh, they realize that, was... that they're there like they chase her out and it's all made to look like one shot and it all flows so well and the CGI is an amazing but it works well enough and I think that the craft of that whole shot going from the castle into the castle grounds and the knights continually finding her and at the end when she turns into a deer which is a callback to another joke from earlier in the movie like that all oh, yeah. is so well like I was just so impressed with how this movie was done so much practicality to it so many great locations it was rare that I looked at a scene and I was like ew this is shot on a green screen you know it all felt <laughs> like they built these sets and they took the time to make it really feel real. And I really appreciate that. Yeah, the world building is on point here. You know, it's just so well made. 
one of the cool things they've done is that they've taken real life locations and then they CGI'd it, but in a really careful way, like it was part of that world. It was very seamless. So the world building and alongside with the CGI is just so on point. I'm really glad that they didn't, you know, make it CGI like the Flash. Oh, yeah. oh, John, why did you have to do that? Why did you have to bring up the I'm Flash? I'm sorry, there was it had to be a comparison. It's Look fair. at this. Dungeons and Dragons. This is a film that has great CGI. Yeah, it's true. Like the, the most kind of CGI heavy sequence is probably the one in the dungeon with the dragon. But even ah, yes. then, I thought that it, it worked quite well. And I love the idea of this fat dragon who, you know, <laughs> like it still is as menacing and as threatening and breathes fire and is really tough hide. But, you know, is just really kind of huge and really fat. I love that idea. And at the end, the idea that it breathes gas and it can light it and they can light the fire. That is just like really cool takes on these kind of classic fantasy things. And it wouldn't be a Dungeons and Dragons movie without a dungeon and a dragon. So that was also really fun. Yeah, it was just so much fun. And the cast, let me tell you, the cast is just stacked. You got Chris Pine, you got Michelle Rodriguez, Q Grant, and Bradley Q. Bradley Cooper appears in this film, which is so amazing. Like <laughs> Bradley Cooper's cameo is so amazing. Michelle Rodriguez's character visits one of her friends to collect a staff. No, sword. I think it's a sword. It's not. It's not just her friend. It's her. It's her ex. Yeah, it's her ex. Yes, to collect something. But one of the best things is that Bradley Cooper is. He's a small character. He's completely <laughs> small. He's like a hobbit. He's like a hobbit. Yeah, he's like a hobbit. And it was just so good. It was like so unexpected. And like, how on earth did they get Bradley Cooper into this film? But it was just so good that he was just there for a few minutes and kept going with the comedic pace of the film. And Bradley Cooper just had to jump in and just be like, yes, I'll be this hobbit in the story. And, you know, it was just so funny with it's Michelle Rodriguez's ex. And it's like, oh, what happened here? And he's got a type as well. You see, like, his new girlfriend. He's got, yeah. And, he, and he, just he like Michelle Rodriguez is just like this really kind of butch, strong woman. And there's a really funny moment where, where Michelle Rodriguez is like, what does she have that I don't have? And, and Brody Cooper's like, well, she doesn't make me cry. And it's, it's just really funny. Like, he puts on this really meek exterior and I thought that that was just really nice that, you know, that he was kind of being super timid and that kind of stuff was was so great. And there are a lot of these like Hobbit-like small creatures throughout. And I really like that as well. Like similar to like Jonathan, like there are a lot of like animals, Jonathan. it's not just humans all the time. Again, it makes the world feel so much bigger. It's not just like, hey, here's the one scene where it's all the weird creatures. Like throughout, they have a presence. It's not just like, hey, we're walking into the Mos Eisley Cantina and here's all the aliens for a scene. No, it, it feels more fleshed out than that. And I, I appreciate that. Yeah. One of the big things I want to kind of go into is the story. I mean, the story is like a D&D game, but I feel like there was some times that we kind of want to flesh out with the characters, as we said earlier. And one of the most annoying things is the trailers. Now, if you go into this year's trailers, you'll find some spoilers. Well, you know, some scenes that will go, oh, that spoiled the whole film. In Dungeons and Dragons, in the trailer, they're showing like 30 seconds of, I don't know how many seconds, but they're showing the third act, like the final boss, like the final moments of like this whole thing. And it's like, oh, it kind of really spoiled for me. Like, I wish there was some interesting twist for the third yes. act. I wish there was just something that wasn't in the trailers. 
I mean, the trailers are giving you a taste, but not the whole film. This is a problem that we seem to always come back to. Like, marketing and the more that you know about a film, it really, really ruined the Snyder Cut for me. I remember being so excited. And then I was really disappointed because the trailers revealed so much. And since then, I've really tried to cut back the amount that I consume. Like, I recently watched the Aquaman trailer, and I really enjoyed the trailer. I watched it once. Yes, I watched it once as well. And I was kind of like, yeah, I really enjoyed it. But at the same time, it was like, I still felt like it kind of gave a little bit too much away. Like, I'm going to see Past Lives tomorrow. I know nothing oh, about that movie. I want to see that. I want to see that. Yeah, right. All I know that it's supposed to be fantastic. I know nothing about it. And I'm just like, I'm so ready just to be completely taken I'm so, I, I'm, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it. It's... Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like next week on the pod, we're going to be doing The Creator. I'm really excited to do that. <gasps> I've only seen that trailer maybe twice. Oh, I've, I've seen it basically twice. Everything about it. And that's fantastic because I'm really excited to uh, explore this <sighs> world so, without really I'm knowing so, too much. And I'm, so I'm really happy that. that we actually didn't do Dungeons and Dragons back in March because I was disappointed with the movie at the time because the trailers made me expect a little bit more. But coming back to it, knowing exactly what I was going to get, actually, I enjoyed it more this time around because, like, I-, I was hoping, for example, that... So the trailer, the final ending bit of the trailer, which I saw thousands of times, was the bit where Michelle Rodriguez says about Chris Pine's character, oh, he also plays the lute. And we get one second of Chris Pine playing the lute. And I thought there were going to be musical sequences. I thought that was going to be a big thing. Oh. And it is a big thing. Yeah. And there are there are a couple of musical sequences, but not at all what I expected. And I think that watching this again and not having those expectations was really valuable. I think about it for every movie. The more you rewatch a movie, the more okay you will become with the themes of it, especially if it's a good movie, because yeah. you won't have those expectations. I think I think a lot of fans of things fall into that trap. I bring up The Last Jedi, for example. Uh, Everyone had expectations uh, for that movie. The expectations weren't what they expected. A lot of people didn't really accept that. Whereas I think that it took me three times to watch it at the cinema, but by that third time, I was really comfortable with it all and I could take it in as a movie and really cast aside my expectations and then instead go for what the movie is trying to tell me. Yeah, The Last Jedi is a really interesting film. It's almost like you're trying to process the film because it is one of the most controversial style of films, but one of the best. You know, like you go into it and you'll see a lot of different things that is completely different from Star Wars, but it has a lot of faithful Star Wars. And the same with Dungeons and Dragons. You just go, you explore the world. It's completely different. But then the third act, it could have done something different with it. You know, like it's very predictable. That's one of the things as well. Like the third act, I wish there was something really cool. You know, like, you know, there's a plot twist in the fight scenes or, you know, I mean, they do turn into this massive eldritch being i mean they, they do that but yeah i i just felt like that was a bit disappointing they could have expand on the third act or maybe develop something with their characters in the third act it just felt like oh okay i i, I kind of know where this is going so yeah yeah you get all the main character beats you know simon figures out how to learn the helmet and chris pine and his daughter reunite you get all of that before that final battle and so the final battle doesn't really have as much emotional weight to it yeah i guess you get the bit where where michelle rodriguez almost dies and they have to bring her back and i thought that was very well done i really liked that scene and she comes back she's like oh don't tell me you used it to bring me back but that was really good i like the idea of found family and, and and how they go for that 
it's very kind of Guardians of the Galaxy. In fact, there is a there is a very similar scene to in Guardians of the Galaxy where Chris Pine is like, "Guys, oh, we can do this," and I'm a huge loser. I'm a, I'm, I'm, I'm the king of failures. I'm gonna oh, sit on this rock, and everyone sits with him, just like how they all stand up in in Guardians. Like, I feel like they could have gone a bit deeper into that, and that kind of comes into my main criticism of the movie of you know like there's more to explore here but at the same time if you want to like emulate a D campaign this is pretty spot on like this is basically like what you want out of that but yeah i think all in all i did really have a great time with this movie and i'm really happy that i rewatched it because a lot of those issues aren't nearly as big for me this time as they were last time yes it is a fun film it absolutely was what are you going to give dungeons and dragons honor among thieves out of 10 I'm going to give it a seven. Nice. I'm going to give it an eight. Thank you, everybody, for watching. If you're listening on YouTube and you enjoyed it, you can like and subscribe if you want to see more. And if you're listening on Spotify, you can follow and give us a five-star review if you think we're worthy. Next week, we are doing The Creator. We're going to return to doing movies at the cinema. I'm very excited for this. I'm so, so excited. Like, as we said earlier, if you do see the trailer, like, at the big screen, it just hypes you up. Yeah, it looks really promising. It looks really promising. I hope when the reviews drop, what people have been saying about it, I hope, oh, please, oh, please, please, just give us a sign, like, this is going to be, like, one of those films that comes out nowhere, and it's, like, this huge anticipation, you know, like, this film that could be, like, this motion picture event. That's what the poster or somewhere in the trailer, but this oh, right, like, yeah, 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 experience this motion picture event. That honestly sounds... <laughs> so badass like you know you, yeah. you go into this it's like this whole new world of like ai taking over and it is really relevant you know with that it's really scary but you know you go into mm. this it's like i'm really really i'm curious to see what this is come on gareth come on gareth you got this man you got this you cooked um, now we, we're getting ready to taste what this film has to offer so <laughs> yeah yes and you can send us an email at gmail.com. let us know your thoughts on the creator and ask us any questions and we'll answer it right here on the podcast next week and you can follow us on instagram at astimefilmpod to see our incredible thumbnails from zayn afsal on twitter for more thoughts from me and tiktok see edited clips which are also on instagram reels and youtube shorts and you can find links to all that in the description below thanks to al jesmeyer for the excellent theme and ronan phillips vocals as always and i think that is everything that is everything yes indeed thank you everything (laughs) anyway take what you're given give nothing back goodbye goodbye